0: It's Friday night, and here on Three Valleys Radio, it's time for the racing show. If you're into racing, then this is the program for you. We've got it all. Top tipsters, top jockeys. trainers. So make sure you make a note, Friday nights, the racing show on Three Valleys Radio. And on the show tonight, we've got trainers rod millman and jamie snowden sam hoskins is here from hot trot racing to give us an update on the activities of the club simon holt talks to us about the forthcoming arc de triomphe colin brown will be here with his usual tips as will dave wilson but first of all as usual it's time for all the racing news from the racing media and here is mike patton
1: Hello and a warm welcome along to the Racing News, which includes information from Racing TV, The Racing Post and The Sporting Life. To start us off today, we have some experts that disagree on the ARC fancies. First of our three experts, Maddie Playle, a journalist, says, Because of Adair's enthusiasm and physique, tactics will be crucial. He doesn't want to get too far back or stuck in traffic, as it can take a while for him to gather his stride. He has also had an infection, and it remains to be seen how much that has impacted his preparation. Hurricane Lane, who Godolphin initially considered their number one, has shown his versatility, including over this course and distance, and is uncomplicated and a confirmed stayer at the trip. But that race would have taken something out of him, and no horse has ever done that particular double. Conversely, he is far better than most who have attempted this feat, and Charlie Appleby wouldn't be running him if he hadn't fully recovered from Doncaster. On balance with my approach to betting, I'd rather take Hurricane Lane at 13-2 to rather than the 3-1 to available for Adea. James Hill Tipster says, St. Ledger winners don't have a great record in the arc. Not that many have tried in recent times, but those who did attempt to follow up have fallen well short. Even the legendary Nijinsky couldn't manage the double in 1970, and Henrik and Lane has had a busy season, so I have to prepare Adea, even though he missed his prep in the kneel. Adea's got the right profile for a three-year-old Colt to win the arc, but his biggest dangers will be the Phillies, in particular Tanawa. while I hope they run Rabiha if the rain comes this weekend. Scott Burton, France correspondent, says, I have been a big fan of Hurricane Lane since the spring and I was very impressed with him when he came to Longchamp and blew apart the opposition in the Grand Prix de Paris. While he is a handy sort, and James Doyle will be able to put him anywhere depending on where the cards fall. On figures, he needs to improve to avenge his Derby defeat to Adair. but Hurricane Lane's best RPR against his own age group is £1 superior to Adair in the three-year-old races. It could be yet be that the imposing Adea takes a further step forward, in which case he may not be for catching, but I'm persuaded that Hurricane Lane might be the one with more upside. And now, our next story from the racing media. Tom Marcon believes there is a lot more to come from Alan Kerr, who gives him his first ride in the Qatar Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe on Sunday. The winner of the King Edward VII Stakes at Royal Ascot on Deep Going featured among 14 remaining entries after Monday's first forfeit stage. Alan Kerr was also a fine, if distant, second to Misrif in the Judamont International over a rapid mile and a quarter on good ground, meaning trainer William Hangers has no need to watch the weather forecast at Longchamp. While Adea and Snowfall are due to be added to Europe's richest race on Wednesday at a cost of 120,000 euros ahead, the participation of several of those still in the lineup is yet to be decided, with the Rabihar, Tiona, and Bubble Gift camps all yet to come down one way or the other. I'm massively looking forward to it, said Mark Hand about his art debut. He's a horse who hasn't been seen to his full potential yet. He's been second in a Jeudamont and one at Royal Ascot, so he holds some brilliant form. But knocking in against those superstars who take centre stage, he is probably coming in under the radar to some extent. Markhand added, I'm really looking forward to seeing him back over a mile and a half, and fingers crossed things fall our way and we can get a good gait. Every inch can make the difference. Markhand is hopeful Alan Kerr can prove himself better than a third-placed effort over course and distance behind Hurricane Lane in the Grand Prix de Paris, a race in which James Doyle's options were limited by an outside draw. It was a really solid run in France, and we all know Longchamp is tough from an awkward gait, said Markhand. Hurricane Lane is obviously one of the best middle-distance horses in Europe, and he will be extremely hard to beat. But with a clean shot, you'd like to think will give him a better race. He's extremely versatile, and I don't think the ground really matters to him. It's more a case of what might inconvenience the rest of the field that could make the difference. Despite grey skies over Paris for much of Monday, the ground was officially described as good to soft at the start of the arc week, following just three millimetres of rain from Sunday into Monday, with the turf track's going stick measuring 7.3 or good good to soften places and while there were more showers around on monday the outlook is mainly dry until friday beyond which there is little consensus among forecasters as to how much rainfall may arrive for the weekend so when and where is the meeting the arc weekend takes place on saturday october the 2nd and sunday october the 3rd at longchamp racecourse in the heart of paris the arc run over a mile and a half is due off at five past three Greenwich Mean Time on Sunday afternoon. Why is the Ark so important? Well, run over a testing mile and a half, the Ark is one of the biggest and most prestigious global races, with a rich history dating back to Comrades' inaugural win in 1920. The star horses, trainers and jockeys in Britain, France, Ireland and beyond congregate for a true battle of the best. The Arc has a stellar list of winners and has been won by many of the sport's most legendary equine stars, including the likes of Mill Reef, Dancing Brave and Modern Greats, See the Stars, Treve and Enable. Frankie Dettori is the most successful jockey in the history of the race with six wins, including twice with Enable in 2017 and 2018, while legendary French handler André Faber holds the trainer's record with eight victories. Given its importance and prestige, winning the ARC is not only a huge achievement in sporting terms, but also from a breeding perspective for prospective stallions and mares. Now here are the horses to look out for in the ARC. Last year's Breeders' Cup turf winner, Tanawa has proved herself at Longchamp with two Group 1 wins at the track, and the Dermot well-trained filly looks the one to beat, having been aimed at this race all year. Leading owners, Godolphin, have not had a winner in the arc since 2002 but have one of their strongest hands yet in the dynamic duo Adea and Hurricane Lane. Adea could become the first Derby winner to follow up in the arc since Golden Horn in 2015 while his St. Ledger winning stablemate Hurricane Lane is chasing a fourth Group 1 victory of the year. Star Philly Snowfall had a luster dim somewhat after suffering a first defeat of the season on ARC Trials Day two weeks ago. But she was the long-time ante-post favourite for a reason, and will be difficult to stop, if at her destructive best. Chrono Genesis could become the first Japanese-trained horse to win the ARC, while the likes of Love, Tiona and Alan Kerr form a stellar supporting cast. So, what are the other big races? Well, Saturday there's the Prix de Royallier, and there are two Group One races at Longchamp on Saturday, beginning with this one mile six furlong contest for fillies and mares. The Royallier was only bumped up to top tier status two years ago, but has had two winners befitting that status since the 2019 Oaks winner Anna Perna and the David menissier trained Wonderful Tonight. Also on Saturday is the Prix de Cadran. The Prix de Cadran is run over two and a half miles and is the French equivalent of the Ascot Gold Cup, making it the country's most prestigious staying race. Fingers are firmly crossed that we could see the much-anticipated rematch between Britain's two best stayers, Stradivarius and Truchan. Their preference for differing ground conditions has kept them apart since Truchan won the long distance cup and ascot last October, well ahead of a below par Stradivarius, and both are being aimed at Longchamp. Then on Sunday at one fifteen there's the Pre Marcel Boussac. Sunday's sensational offering of the arc and five other Group One races is kicked off by the Marcel Boussac, Europe's top trainers often target this race with the juvenile fillies they believe have a chance of developing into classic contenders the following year. The Aidan O'Brien trained found one in 2014 before triumphing in the Irish 1,000 guineas the following year and in the 2016 arc. Then at 1.55 on Sunday there's the Prix Jean-Luc Lagardère. This seven-furlong race for two-year-olds, colts and fillies is France's most prestigious juvenile race and has been dominated by the home team in recent years. Although, Aidan O'Brien's eight victories included a golden spell in which he won five out of six Laguerdes between 2001 and 2006. Saeed bin Sarour was the last British-based trainer to succeed in the race with Royal Marine in 2018. Then at 3.50 on Sunday is the Prix de l'Opera. This one-mile-two furlong contest for fillies and mares, aged three and above, was won by Tarnawa last year, with the winner earning an automatic spot at the Breeders' Cup in November. Then at 4.25 we have the Prix de la Baye. British and Irish-trained horses have a rich history in this sprint over five furlongs and were responsible for seven straight ABAE winners until Wooded's victory for French trainer Francis Graffard last year. Impressive Goodwood scorer Sueza could be the one to beat on a home turf this year. And at five o'clock we have the Prix de la Forêt. With no seven furlong Group 1 races in Britain, the foray is often targeted by specialists at that distance, and the race has been won for the last three years by the William Haggis-trained One Master. Space Blues is a strong contender this year for Charlie Appleby and Godolphin, while Ed Walker is toying with the idea of stepping up his July Cup winner Starman up in trip for the race. So, you may ask, how do I watch... Well, for those able, why not in person? The capacity at last year's ARC was reduced to a 1,000 because of COVID-19 restrictions, but this year there is no limit on attendance, and British and Irish racing fans have been encouraged to make the journey across the English Channel. All visitors aged 12 and over are required to present proof of either a negative PCR or antigen COVID test carried out in the last 72 hours, or proof of full vaccination. Alternatively, Sky Sports Racing will have full coverage of both days of action, while ITV Racing will be on air on the network's main channel from 1pm on Sunday with build-up to the big race. So, Sunday's Qatar Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe is shaping up to be another outstanding race with top-class challengers drawn together from Europe and beyond. Here we have some experts who highlight who they think will come out on top in the big race at Longchamp. Tom Collins, a tipster, goes for a dayer, with five to two generally on a win. Value is extremely hard to find in races like the arc, as anti post markets have been available for months and most of the runners are proven group one performers. They aren't hiding their true ability. As exciting as this year's arc is, I believe it will be dominated by those towards the head of the market. For me, the value of the race is a dayer, who should be around nine to four favourite. He showcased a high cruising speed and electric turn of foot in the Derby and left Mishriff trailing in his wake in the King George. Too much has been made of his minor setback. He's been back in training for more than three weeks since and he's the horse to beat. Meanwhile, Maddy Playle, journalist, uh, thinks Alan Kerr, who's about 25 to 1 generally each way. She says William Haggis has campaigned Alan Kerr like he believes he is capable of winning a Group 1, and I think he could reward that bravery by running another bold race on Sunday. Don't forget he beat Adair in the Classic trial on good ground in April, and the rain forecast midweek should mean it's no firmer than on that race day. He was disadvantaged tactically in the Grand Prix de Paris in which he was given far too much to do behind Hurricane Lane and then ran a belting race behind Mischief over an inadequate mile and a quarter in the Judamont International. A son of Alderflug finished second in last year's running in swoop and a strongly run race should also bring out the best in this court. Everything is in his favour for a career-best effort and he can defy his 33-1 to odds by hitting the frame. And Scott Burton, France correspondent, goes for Chronogenesis ten to one, generally to win. Sightings of Chronogenesis come well spaced out, but on the evidence of her record at home in Japan and her trip to Dubai in March, she looks one of the very best recent Japanese challengers to be sent to Europe's richest race. Arguably, the most credentialed since two-time runner-up Aferve. She was beaten a neck by Mishrif in the Shima Classic, despite being hampered by compatriot Loves Only You as the pair launch their respective challenges while running the mighty Almond Eye to three-quarters of a length over a mile and a quarter in the tenor show last October further illustrates that this daughter of 2004 Archea Rubego is out of the top draw. Should the going come up very soft, she will have a question mark against her. Chronogenesis has performed well on yielding ground in Japan, but that bears little resemblance to Longchamp when it gets really deep. But there aren't that many at the top of the market who would really relish such conditions. Her price has steadily contracted in the last couple of weeks, but given her level of form, there is still some juice in the current odds a comment that might also apply to compatriot Deep Bond for those looking for one to fill the frame. While journalist Sam Hendry has gone for Hurricane Lane, generally 6-1 to to win. While it's difficult, he says, to have an easy race in the St Ledger, Hurricane Lane cruised through to win with ease at Doncaster, and he has already proved this summer that a quick turnaround is no issue. He dominated the Grand Prix de Harry over art course and distance less than three weeks after posting a similarly authoritative victory in the Irish Derby. William Buick's decision to partner stablemate Adair saw an immediate swelling of support for the Derby winner. But it can't have been an easy choice, and remember Buick was left well behind in third when partnering Hurricane Lane, who lost both his foreshoes along the way, over Adair in the Derby. The statistic that will be trotted out in opposition is that no ledger winner has ever followed up in the arc. But not every ledger winner has the talent of Hurricane Lane and the bits and pieces of rain forecast around Paris for this week would do his chances no harm. And our final expert, David Jennings, who's the deputy island editor of the Racing Post, has gone for Tanawa, a 5-2 to generally on a win. It's boring, but it's better to be boring and right than adventurous and wrong. He says Tanawa is the most likely art winner, and if all the horses were the same price, I'm sure most of you would back her. The problem is the price at five to two generally, she is now no bigger than eleven to four, and given she is up against Adea and Hurricane Lane, not to mention giving weight to snowfall, the value has dissolved. Dermot World has said all season he has one name and one aim only, and that's the Ark. The Irish champion Stakes was another stepping stone en route to Longchamp, but what a stepping stone it was. Tanawa has had a light campaign geared towards peaking in autumn, something you could not say about her main rivals. And another two furlongs on softer ground is just what the doctor ordered, and everything looks in place for a career best from the five-year-old, who is almost certainly getting better with age. Well, that's been our look at the arc for this weekend. And now, from the racing news, including uh, Racing TV, the Racing Post and the Sporting Life, may I wish you all the very best. I will speak to you the next time, here on the Racing News. Thanks for listening.
0: Uh, Thanks, as usual, to Mike Patton for all the racing news. And now let's find out where we can go. Racing this weekend, then starting at Newmarket, where there are seven races on the flat with a 110 start. Ascot, six races on the flat, a 130 start. Seven races on the flat at Chester with a 155 start. Seven races on the flat at Redcar with a 225 start. Seven races over the jumps at Fontwell uh, with a 250 start. And seven races on the flat on the all-weather up at Wolverhampton with a 5.25 start. And then we switch to the next day, which is Sunday. And they go over the jumps at Kelso, where there are seven races starting at 1.55. Seven races over the jumps at Utoxeter with a 2.12 start. And, of course, there is the one race, the big race, at Longchamp. Was a three o five start. Well, as we all know, it's Art Weekend this weekend, and uh, we've got our friend Mr. Simon Holt here with his uh, recommendations as to who's going to do well. He's going with Adea, I'm going with Hurricane Lane. Whatever horse wins, it's going to be one hell of a race. So here's Simon Holt with his expectations. It certainly
2: is. It's that time of year where there's a lot going on, and um... Of course, you know, looking a little bit further ahead, we've got the uh, the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe uh, next Sunday. And uh, this is always, for me, one of the absolute highlights of the year, flat and jumping. And uh, it, it looks a, a really high-class renewal, in fact. We've got um, some really smart horses and race. You've got the derby winner, Adair, who, uh, of course, followed up in, in the King George uh, he he didn't uh, get his prep run. He was going to run on the uh, trials day at Longchamp, but that didn't happen because he he got a little bit of a setback. But uh, he's going to run, and he may be joined by his stable companion Hurricane Lane, who was so impressive in the St. Ledger, wasn't he, the other day, and has done nothing wrong really since finishing third behind a day in the Derby at Epsom in June. Hurricane Lane has won all three of his starts since. In uh, in terrific style, including the Grand Prix de Paris over the uh, Longchamp course and distance. So you know he's he's a major player. If he if, he, if he's recovered from his exertions at Doncaster, I think Godolphin have a major hand with the Hurricane Lane and Adair. And the other really fascinating runner, I think, has to be Tanawa Dermot World's filly, who uh, was in tremendous form in France last season. Um, had uh, some excellent wins to her name. She she won. Um, what did she win? She won the Prix may the Prix de l'Opera, and the Prix Verme. Then she won at the Breeders' Cup, and she was just beaten narrowly by Saint Mark's Basilica in the Irish Champion Stakes the other day when uh, taken off a straight line by the winner and looked a little bit unfortunate. But I remember. Uh in the coverage of the Arc last season when Tanawa came in on Arc Day after winning the Prix de l'Opera, the travelling head lad was talking to um to the winning rider, Christoph Sumion after the race and saying that um the governor the race that the governor really wanted to win was the Arc and there's no question that Dermot World has laid Tanawa out all season for this crack uh, a week on sunday so she's going to be a major contender and may actually go off the favorite there's a couple of good um, japanese runners in the race as well chronogenesis is is one of them and uh, this is also was beaten only a neck by mishrif in Maidan last march so that's very good form and um there's another uh, by another japanese runner called deep bond who uh, one at the trials meeting, uh, beating Broom in the Prix And so Japan, who've long tried and narrowly failed to win the Prix de l'Arc, they've gone close with the likes of Orfev and also El Condor Passer and, and one or two others. Well, they may have a very good chance of finally lifting the big
0: race this year. Come on, then, Simon. Now, your colours to the to the mast. Who are you going for?
2: Well, I've been a massive fan of Adair all season. I loved him when he ran in the Sandown Classic Trial way back in the spring, and stuck with him even though he was beaten in the Linkfield Derby Trial afterwards, and. Uh, You know, I fancied him to run really well in the derby and of course he came through with that fantastic run up the running rail in the hands of Adam Kirby and then beat Mishriff in the King George. Well, Mishriff of course has gone on to win the Judmont International so... Uh, I don't think I've got any real reason to desert Aidear, with all tremendous respect for both Hurricane Lane and Tanawa.
0: I'm going to stick with Hurricane Lane. I think Simon. I think he's got a every every possible chance, but uh, time will tell. I wouldn't there put you,
2: you off. I wouldn't put you off Hurricane Lane. I mean, he he he's. In a way, he's the perfect racehorse because he switches off so beautifully. He's got a good turn of foot. He's, he's totally genuine. You know, there's just absolutely nothing not to like about him. And uh, he did actually have a little bit of an excuse in the derby because apparently he tore off a couple of shoes, which may well have hindered him. And maybe the track wasn't absolutely ideal. But uh, we know that he acts round Longchamp because he won the Grand Prix de Parry by six lengths. So no, AD, I wouldn't put you off.
0: OK, Simon, well, thank you very much for that. That should not keep the top. punters going for a while, I think let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. No, it certainly looks to be a good weekend of racing then this weekend and obviously with the Arc coming up in the rails then uh, you know it's going to be a, a, an extra extra special weekend next weekend as well. So uh, so thank There's you for lot.
2: all that. Okay, no, no worries.
0: And uh, we'll talk to you again next week, yeah? Okay, AD. Cheers for now. Well, that was Mr. Simon Holt there with his predictions for the Arc de Triomphe over the weekend and now we're going to catch up with Sam Hoskin. And all the latest news from the Hot to Trot Racing Group. Okay. Well, good afternoon, Sam. Thanks for joining us on the show again. It's been a fairly busy time for Hot to Trot too. Yeah, it's
3: been. Uh, yeah, it's been very busy. Eddie. Yeah, we had um, we had Emily Post finish second up at Newcastle um, on Monday, and uh, she ran a, a nice race. She was fourth on her debut uh, two weeks ago, and um, she's took a little step forward here, and hopefully she might win next time. And uh, She's um, she's, a, she's a nice filly to follow in the future. Uh, one small step was very unlucky for your group. Too hot to trot l- last Friday at um, at Haydock. Um, she was fourth, but she was really interrupted in running, and uh, uh, sadly she never could get out. And, uh, I think, I mean, not think she would have won, but she would have definitely gone close to to winning if, if she had got out. So sort of a slightly a, a good week, but quite a bit, a little bit frustrating at the same time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it is always frustrating when a horse gets caught in and they can't get out somehow, and yet you know they've got the, the juice of the tank to be able to do the job, but they just can't get out, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I know, exactly. It does happen. It's, um, I think people think there's more bad luck with jumps racing because obviously you can get horses that fall, but actually flat racing is, is arguably uh, just as um, just as tricky to work out because of um, you've got they're going quicker and they've got lots of runners. Sort of um, in, in a heap, and, and you've got to, it's, there's traffic problems, and mm. uh, uh, I mean, you see it time and time again, especially in the big these horses get unlucky, and that's just a part, part of the game, really. And you just got to hope you have sometimes sometimes it works in your favour and you win, and there's there's horses in behind that perhaps have interfered and, and don't get to you. So you, one's probably rarely watching those in behind when you win. But um, anyway, uh, one small step. Uh, she, she's a nice filly, and hopefully, she'll be getting close next time out.
0: Yes, absolutely, but unfortunately, we lost a horse, didn't we? Uh,
3: we've, uh, we've, uh, uh, Mina has had a small injury, so she's needing a bit of time off. Uh, so um, and uh, trouble of foot, sadly, she was, uh, she wasn't term. She had some soundness issues at home, um, and so she's actually going to go back to her breeder, and uh, uh, we're not going to continue with her. But we've replaced her with a with a lovely new filly. Uh, she's she's named Leaping Lena. Um, she's a, a daughter of Caravaggio, who was our, the T V Park stakes winner on Saturday at Newmarket. Um, and she's a half sister to to the. To the Um, very talented sprint pair of Blaine and Bogart um, who are very talented horses for Kevin Ryan and this feeling is a lovely physical and she's joining William Jarvis in Newmarket and and while we're unlikely to see her on a race course it's awesome Uh, she's one to really look forward to um, in 2022
0: Did I not see she was also closely related to the uh, Aidan O'Brien horse that ran on Saturday and looked very impressive?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's, uh, she's by Caravaggio, and uh, that who, who's the sire of Tenet Brism, who won the Chief Park State. So um, she's got a lovely pedigree, and um, yeah, it's, uh, there's lots to look forward to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sounds an exciting horse.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's great to have these. Um, we've been very lucky with Hot Trot to have some really well bred horses involved, and um, and, and luckily we've, we've sort of been been offered with have, having had some success uh at a decent level we've been offered some lovely horses on the back of that and this filly is just one of those and she's got a superb pedigree and, and really as if in in sort of the line that she could be anything it is very real she really could she's hmm. spread to be a, a very very smart filly and anyway who knows whether she will be but um we can dream anyway
0: but it goes a long way towards the the uh What's the word I'm looking for? You know, the good character that Hot Trot has, has achieved over the last two or three years. That that people come to us and offer us those sort of horses because you know they don't just it, it, you don't build up a reputation just just that easily, do you?
3: Well, it's bit well, we've, it, we're definitely feeling very lucky, but it's um, yeah, it's really appreciated that people think of us and and, and the better better horse we we've got. I know when we we had Curious, for uh, in your first season um, she was um, she was on the back of heartache the other group and it, it was um, that the breeder heard about it and thought, what a good idea and, and offered us curious so if we hadn't if we hadn 't had curious um, heartache win at Royal As, we may not have had curious win winner group three so it 's amazing how how it all goes and word of mouth is so important for not only getting new members into the syndicate but also um, getting good good quality horses
0: yeah um and one of the uh Ongoing plans now for the next couple of weeks. Have you got anything exciting lined up?
3: Um, so we've got. I mean, our, our jumping team is now kicking into action. guess we've actually got a visit very near you tomorrow. We've got a we've got a, a, a visit to Harry Fry for our jumping team down the Dorchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to Philip Hobbs on Friday morning. Yeah, lots of members can get there with the fuel crisis, but um, uh, yeah, there's lots going on. Run, runners-wise, we've got Pisaria for Hot Strop One running at Lingfield tomorrow afternoon. Um, she's it's a bit last chance loon for her. So she's been very disappointing, have to say. But if ever she's going to win a race, it will be tomorrow. Um, but it is hard to be confident. Hmm. Uh, we, we've got the, the in that group, Hot Struck One. We've got um, Roman Mist was a, a good fourth in a listed race in um, in in uh, Song Clue last week, and she's going to run on the 28th of October in, in another listed race. Um, this time at Lingfield in a, in a race called the. Uh, fleur de lease and and um, um, yeah, it's 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 sort of the flat season's gradually sort of winding down a little bit, but it's still not. They've still got Champions Day, and still got a lot of uh, a lot future uh, Champions Day this weekend. So it's uh, it's, it's kind of reaching its um, climax in the coming weeks, really. Yeah, um, we've definitely got a few. Um, we've definitely got a few runners um, uh, lined up still to go. So. Um, fingers crossed we can have a winner or two on the flat before the season's out. And i uh, and obviously welcome in the jumpers.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Sam. That's great. Uh, tech keeps us all uh, up to date on what's happening with Hot to Trot. And don't forget, if, any- if anybody's interested in joining, uh, just go to the website, com, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed, yeah. Well, that's very yeah. kind and um
3: love to get anyone involved.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Sam. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you for- very
3: much. Cheers, AD. Thanks.
0: All the best. Well, that was Sam Hoskins from Hot to Trot Racing with the latest on their operation. And now we're going to hear from Tom Ward up at Lambourne. Well, good afternoon, Tom. Um, we haven't spoken for a couple of weeks. How's things been going? Have you had a fairly good run?
4: Yeah, I've been running well, actually. we had a few winners um, and they've all been knocking on the door. We were unlucky to get beat last night by a head at Kempton, but they're all, uh, they're all running well, which is good.
0: Yeah and uh, Hot to Trots Roman Misters you, isn't that going for a big race or has it been for a big race in France she somewhere went,
4: yeah she went to France last week and ran fourth in a big listed race so I was really really happy with her oh, that, um, was, good. that so was, was very good, good. she only beat a length and a half which was great yeah yeah
0: definitely and uh, what have you got lined up for the weekend anything exciting
4: uh, we got Farazi Lane running tomorrow at Ascot uh, as long as it doesn't get too wet he would, uh, he would have a chance he's been he was disappointing last time at Sandown but there are a couple of excuses, but I think hopefully now we can get him back on track with Tom Marquand and the saddle. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely hope he's finishing the first three anyway. Right,
0: right. Uh, it's art weekend. Um, are you going or you haven't got any runners, obviously, but uh, are you going to watch it or are you going to stay home and watch it?
4: No, no runners. Um, no, I'll probably stay home and watch it, to be honest. Um, yeah. it could be good, good watching on, on TV. Could yeah. be a good race to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Japanese got a good, strong hand, as sort have of the Irish. So Interesting to see how it comes out.
0: If I was going to give you a hundred pound now, what would you stick it on? Um,
4: probably the Japanese horse. I think he obviously looks pretty good. What? Or Shane uh, Murphy's one? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, that looks like the one I'd say.
0: Oh, right. Okay. It's interesting. Interesting. And uh, and what about the next week? Have you got much lined up for the next week?
4: Uh, we've got two on for Saturday at Wolverhampton. Um, Aussie Rascal ran third last time. Steps up in trip, so hopefully. That's going to eke out a little bit more improvement. Uh, he shouldn't be far away. Hopefully, finishing the first two, uh, and then Alphonse carr has got to pull his finger out a little bit. But hopefully, he can uh, he can show up again. He's been running consistently well apart from last time. But if he can just put a good run in, hopefully, he wouldn't be far away.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks for all that, Tom. That's brilliant, mate. And I'll uh, I'll leave you to get on and change some more nappies now. Okay. Perfect. No thanks, Ed. Very kind. <laughs> so that was new dad Tom Ward up at Lambourn getting used to. Now we're going to catch up with Dave Wilson. Uh, Well, good morning, Dave. Nice, bright, sunny morning, but uh, obviously not as warm as we've had in the past.
5: No, a little bit chilly outside, but we're uh, coming up to the national hunt season, so uh, we'll have to get the jumpers and the jackets out again now, I would imagine.
0: Absolutely, Uh, yeah.
5: Just a week to go, and then Chepstow's on with all the big guns start firing out all the runners. So uh, it'll be uh, entertainment from next week onwards. But... We've got a good card on at Ascot tomorrow on the flat, so we're going to have a look through that one for you. And we've got uh, each way lucky 31 to put on and one single win bet out of the six races that are there. So we'll uh, start the day off with uh, each way lucky 31 bet that we're going to place. And the first race says 1.30 and the horse we like in here is Statement. It's going to be ridden by Jim Crowley and trained by Martin Mead currently priced up around about 8 to 1 with most firms now this one's best form is over 7 furlongs with some cut in the ground and she's had that equation a uh, couple runs at Newbury where she won two, well she won the first one of them and then she followed it up by running alcohol free to a short head now obviously alcohol free has since won the coronation stakes at Royal Ascot and won the big race at the Goodwood Festival the Qatar Sussex stakes so you can see the form that Statement can run to given the right combination of bit of cutting the ground and running over the correct trip. Last couple of runs that she's had, she's been running over a little bit further and she hasn't really got home. But last time out she was four lengths behind the race favourite Highfield Princess and she's got a one pound pull for it. But obviously the other thing in her going um, other thing in her favour is that she's got the going that she wants this time. So 8-1 looks to be a nice nice each-way bet there to start the day off with.
0: Okay, fine.
5: Moving down to the 240, we'll come back to the 205 race because that's our win bet for the day. So we'll go down to the 240. And a horse that we like here is called Wells Fargo. It's going to be ridden by David Allen and trained by Tim Easterby. Now, this fella's priced up at around about 20 to 1 with most firms. Now, the odds suggest he hasn't got too much chance, but we think he has. As a two-year-old, he won the Aikon Stakes, and he looked top-notch winning that race. And then as a three-year-old, he came out and won the Bahrain Trophy up at Newmarket. And he went back there as a four-year-old, and he won the Fred Fred Archer Stakes there. But then he's had... Nearly two years off, and he's had a couple of runs back since he's had that two years out. And last time he was third in the Stand Cup at Chester. He only got beat two and a half lengths. And I would expect that he's going to be fully fit now after having them two runs back. And 20 to 1 is a massive prize about him. But the thing that we've noticed is Tim Easterby, his trainer, trains up in the north. And it's not often he sends his runners down south very too often, as you say, and he's got two on the card at Asker and we fancy both of them have got good chances to win. So, uh, as you said last week when uh, Christoph Suleiman was booked for the ride on Richard Carr, he's perfect power, uh, it, it's noticeable when trainers select a one-off thing, and like Timmy's to be sending two runners to Asker he's not normal, so it's worth taking note of.
0: Okay, fine.
5: So, we'll move on to the third leg of the lucky 31 and it'll be in 315 race and the horse that we like here is lullaby moon it's going to be ridden by ross uh, ryan and trained by james tewitt now last time out this horse should have won and it got in all sorts of trouble and it just never got a clear run and he's dropping back from that seven furlongs last time to six furlongs this time now what we've noted as well Ascot's going to get a bit of rain over the next 24 hours and come the fourth race track's going to start cutting up and you're going to be the one in horses that can definitely go in soft and this this Lullaby Moon certainly can she's won a class one listed like a six furlongs and a class one group three over seven furlongs and then came out and had two runs over a mile which is obviously a bit too far for her and then she'd come out and run at Goodwood in a group three where as I say, she had no run at all and just didn't get there and uh, the price of her at the moment is rather shocking, it's 40 to 1 with Paddy Powers who are paying 3 places on the race, 5th of the odds it's got her uh, up at 28 to 1, paying on 5 places and uh, I just think they've completely missed the boat on this one with uh, the way she's been running and over the wrong trip and, and getting smashed up in the race last time out, so 3.15 race there lullaby Moon.
0: Okay, fine. <clears throat>
5: Moving down to the three fifty, a uh, horse that we really liked when he was younger is Pierre Lapin. He's going he's, he's trained trained over an island now and by Mr McGinnis and he's gonna be ridden by R. P. Whelan. Now, as I say, this fella looked like a superstar. He won his first two starts as a two year old, and then he came out as a three year old and he was seventh two second favourite to win class one group one Commonwealth stakes at Royal Ascot, which one of the top races of the Royal Ascot Festival and he never never showed in the race at all. And he only had three poor runs and then he got sent to the horses in training cell where McGuinness and Co. picked him up and he's had a couple of runs for him now and last time out we watched him in a, a race over at Leopard Stand. He ended up finishing fourth to sixteen in a big handicap. But he came through from the very back of the field under a very easy ride and he looked like he's really gonna be primed up for winning next time out if you if you know what I mean. I don't think he was wanted to win that race and uh he's now ten pounds lower in the handicap from when he got his first handicap mark. And he's priced up at around about fourteen to one with bet victors. So here's another leg of uh way Lucky thirty one there, Pierre Lapin. Moving down to the last race on the card of the uh, lucky 31 bet we've got. It's 4.25, and the horse that we like here is Count Dorsey, uh, going to be ridden by David Allen and trained by Tim Easterby. It's the second one of the, the two combinations there. Now, this fella's run Hurricane Iver to a and a quarter, and we're going to mention Hurricane Iver next and he's got a top-class form, Hurricane Ivor, at the moment. And that was two runs back, and he then came out in the big race up at air and didn't get the clearest of runs, and he finished sixth. He got beaten about four or five lengths in that race. And the thing that we've really pulled up, as you said earlier, the track at Ascot's going to be cut up by the last race. Now, this fella's form on soft going... He's got two wins, two seconds, and a seventh where he got beat three lengths. So he definitely enjoys a soft go. And he's coming all the way down, as you say, from up north for uh, Tim Easterby. And he's got that form line there where he run Hurricane Iver to a length and a quarter. So uh, he's the last leg of our lucky 31 there. And he's priced up at the moment around about 11 to 2. So that's the five for the lucky 31. And then we're going to go back to the 2.05 race where... The selection there is actually Hurricane. Ivor going to be ridden by Tom Mark and trained by William Haggis, and he's priced up at three to one. And we'll just have a nice win bet on him there, just to cover the stakes of a lucky thirty-one, and we'll see how we get on. Uh, last time out, he he looked really classy. He came through and one beat Gill three quarters of a length. But if it run all the way through to the line he could have won by four or five lengths and uh, he's been improving with every run this season and he's beaten the majority of the runners in this field they've put him up in, in the weights a few pounds but as I say last time out he won how he wanted really and 3-1 uh, looks to be a very big price and I would expect he would be nearer 2-1 to one by the time of the off of that race there so, so that's a two oh five at Ascot tomorrow, Hurricane Iver. So okay. that's what we have got for you, mate. Lovely. So, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have a nice little pick up on that each way lucky thirty one and uh, some big price runners in there at the moment. Yeah. And I would imagine all of them will shorten up a little bit because uh, all of the Hurric- all of uh, Racing Tips might be on uh, each way lucky thirty one in there.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, now yeah. weekend we got the Ark. Any any advice for punters on the Ark?
5: Yeah, I like the chances of Hurricane Lane, uh, Hurricane, the Hurricane Horse, and uh, Charlie Appleby's got the other one in there. Yeah. But it's going to be a hell of a race with snowfall and the older Philly Tawana, or whatever, or, or whatever you pronounce the name. But it's certainly going to be a race to sit and watch, and uh, we shall see what happens. But what
0: about the this Hurricane Japanese fellow? thing that um, Oshin Murphy's riding?
5: Well. <sighs> trying to cross counter form from Japan over to mm-hmm. the English runners and then across to the French runners it's one of those things you've got to stick a pin in the mm-hmm. pin in the page for that it's so hard to try yeah. and work out mm-hmm. how good they are and that but as I say like there's so many in the race that have got a chance it's just like well we'll have to wait and see but like the enable situation where the ground got too soft for, for her last couple of runs when she was in there it's what the weather's going to do between now and Sunday, and you never know with everything that's going on, and France being France, it's uh, one of those things, but it will certainly be one hell of a race to watch anyway.
0: Yeah, and you're right. Yeah. Okay then, Dave, well, thank you very much for that, and uh, as you say, let's hope we can have a big pick-up this week and uh, and take things yeah. on for the following week. Okay, brilliant. Yep,
5: yeah, lovely. Speak to you then. Cheers, yeah.
0: mate. Thanks, Dave. Well, that was Dave Wilson from Harlequin Racing, and now it's time to catch up with the cheeky chappie, who's not at Lambourne, but he's at Ascot. It's... Well, good morning, Colin. Up at Ascot today, then, eh? Nice bright morning, is yeah. it?
6: Yeah. It's it's cloudy, a bit miserable, about 12 degrees, but it's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good days racing. In fact, a better day's racing on Friday than I think it is on Saturday. Funnily enough. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, that's the way it goes. That's yeah, it indeed. Goes. But we've got good racing up and down the country, of course, in the next couple of days, and we've got the pre-large trough, plus some other fantastic races in Paris on uh, on Sunday, so plenty to look forward to.
0: Yeah, um, right,
6: Certainly. But uh, should we start at Newmarket today, boss?
0: Why not? Why not?
6: It's, it's a place that we like. Um first race on the card, I had quite a big bet on the Queen's Horse first time out um, at Sandown called Dukedom. And you can actually burn your fingers first time out with two-year-olds. It ran a bit green. And then it got beaten the next time at Sandown. I got in a bit of trouble and didn't get the best of runs and um, that was that. But I'm going to give it another chance in this maiden. It's called Dukedom number six in the one ten at Newmarket. Radio. Moving swiftly on um, at Newmarket. Um, last, where was it? Uh, yes, Thursday. Uh, yesterday, yeah. Um, O'Sheen Murphy had a horrible fall, but he's all right, I believe. Uh, a couple of stitches in his face. But he writes all oh, good. called Swoon for Sir Michael Stout in the three... 145 horse number eight uh, it's won its last two races only at wolverhampton and at carlisle but beautifully bred and i could see it uh, going on to better things so swoon at newmarket in the 145 and then you've got that two-year-old race there that there are some seriously Good prize money, like 150 grand for horses that are bought at auction for not too much money, not stupid prices. And that is at um, 120. And I could see.
0: 120? uh,
6: 220, I beg your pardon. I could see, uh, what's he called? Um, Ryan Moore winning on this on a horse called Fearby for Ed Bethel. Ed Bethel's dad, James, trained for years, and Ed's doing well. And he's bought a nice horse here called Phoebe at one at Sandown, second at Goodwood in a big one, um, the Malcolm Stakes. So I reckon Phoebe's probably quite a good each-way bet, certainly, um, at Newmarket in that race. We have a Group 1 at Newmarket as well, the Sun Chariot Stakes, and that's at 2.55. And uh, there's some pretty good horses running here. And you not oh, I've lost the race and I'm coming back now. If you if you if you're an ABBA fan, uh, Lavender's Blue is owned by Benny Anderson. You've got Snow Lantern running from the Hannon Yard. It's probably going to be the favorite, actually. Got some real good horses in the race, but you know, there's a horse that I think stands out at 20 to 1 each way, and it's called Just Beautiful. So, not named after you or me, but it's called Just Beautiful, and I can see that running a massive race. I really can uh here, I think there's a big price at 20 to 1.
0: Wow. So that's
6: my lot. At Newmarket, you're quite pleased, aren't you? Think there's some big prices there.
0: If if they win, yeah.
6: (laughs) If they win, we could have a good day, couldn't
0: we? We could. We could.
6: Um, Let's move on to Chester. Not the easiest place to pick winners, but I find if you've got a good jockey, good trainer, some of them drawn quite well and has been around the track a few times, they're often the ones to be on here at Chester. Um, So, which race are we going to go for? Uh, first of all um, I'm just I'm a thumb through because I'd had a quick look at Chester and there's a couple of horses that I thought there could be okay while while I'm just finding the correct race we'll say hello to Mary I expect she's listening in she's a big fan of yours when you didn't get a get well card or something last week
0: yeah yeah hi Mary how are hey, like you
6: going she, yeah I don't suppose she knew that you were ill because I don't think I told her no. You're probably very upset to know that you've been a little under the weather, but you are feeling much better now, aren't you?
0: I'm on the on the on the way back. Yeah, yeah. It's taken yeah. long enough, but I'm Thank on the way back. Thank God for
6: that. Thank yeah. God for that, AD. We couldn't uh, do without you doing such a great program. Um, right, <clears throat> on to Chester. As I said, I've got. One that I sorted out that I thought would win, and here it is. It's in the 230. It's called Gabriel the Devil. It's owned by your man Marwan Kukash, loves to have winners here. It's trained by Fahi, would not beat too far last time out in the Air Gold Cup or Silver Cup. And I think it will win today. It's called Gabriel the Devil in the 230 at Chester.
0: Okay. Gave
6: all the devil a race. I know. We're going to have a look at Fontwell now, and at Fontwell, the first race is at two fifty. Quite late, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know why it's so uh, so late, but there we go.
0: I think they, but, they all um, cooperate, yeah. don't they, so that they don't get all the races going off at the same time for the tally.
6: Yeah, it's something like that. That really it seems seems a bit of a mad time to. Uh, to have the, the race but there we go that's the way it goes uh, so what wins the first race there on Saturday it looks a, quite a competitive little race but I think um, I'm going to go for a horse called Quiet Flow trained by trained by Skelton it's uh, horse number six in the first it's ran well at Doncaster and at Ascot National Flat Races and um, I think he probably opens the count over hurdles today Second race is a conditional jockey's race. Not a race that I'm really too into. I'm going to give it a bit of a body swerve. I don't fancy anything in that. Uh, but what wins the four o'clock? It's a novice chase. Well, I think Finestra uh, one of um, one of the skeletons ran well last time out. Jamie Soden runs quite a nice horse. It was third last time. Billin Barn from the Milton Harris Yard and Helford River make up the numbers. Colin Tizard's horse here is called Helford River. Winner at Newton Abbott, I think it was last time out. And I would say it will win again. Helford River, a place that um, I think we all know down in Devon if we go on our holidays in the four o'clock at Frontwood Park. Um, what wins the next race? It's um, a race over fences at Fontwell. It's a figure of eight. It's a funny little track. Um, and what wins the next race here? Well, it looks pretty open to me. Um, Peter Bowen's also is in quite a good for me. He runs one in the race that was a winner at Fontwell not very long ago, but it shot up in the handicap a little bit. Um, but it's still got a chance In Sheriff Star. In the 435 only small bet on that one i wouldn't say is any good thing harry fry runs one and harry's horses um you know he's another million runners yet it's called mr one more and i would say that this will win and uh it was third at again newton abbott back in july ran quite well beyond not bad horse from um, another horse of harry's called black mischief and uh, one of um, nickels for a second so I don't think it'll be too far away that is uh, that is uh, Mr. One More <coughs> oh excuse me
0: another cold or yeah. is it flu
6: oh flu I'd say flu oh god yeah definitely flu definitely yeah. flu
0: yeah uh,
6: right in the um, I've got nothing else for you that I fancy down there Um, no not really Um, we'll give it a body's and let's go to ascot because that's where i'm going to ascot um and it's quite difficult racing at ascot i must say um but i can see in the first race there's a horse called well i'll tell you what it's called under the boardwalk and it's trained by Brian Meehan, The one first time out of Sauce is owned by a guy actually down your way, he breeds a few, William Harrison Allen. I think they think quite a lot of it. And I can't believe it's such a big price. It's about 50 to one.
1: Yeah.
6: Um so have a small pound each way on under the boardwalk, number sixteen in the first race, uh, at Ascot. Second race at Ascot. I'm a big fan of Tiz Marvellous, but I don't think he'll beat Hurricane Ivor. Um, today he didn't beat him last time Although he has drawn a bit wide uh, Well just where the speed wasn't really But I think Hurricane Oliver can win the second race I think he looks quite a good bet He'll be around about 3-1 to one. And then the Cumberland Lodge Stakes If you're at Salisbury the other day Which you weren't um, On this day A horse called Quickthorn Who of course won uh, Here at Royal Ascot He won the um, Not Hardwick Stakes, Quickthorn He won the um, Duke of Edinburgh he runs and I think he's got a real good chance of winning today Um, on Saturdays around about 11-2 who could miss the favourite but he did get beaten at Kempton last time out he has got good form but I think there's a couple of uh, horses here that could beat him Quickthorn being one title being the other so uh, I'm taking on the favourite that's in the
0: 240
6: right the uh, Golf Stakes at 3.15 looks really difficult. Horse um, called Glenshield been running well. Um, likes to track, won't be far away, I don't think, but I haven't really got a big opinion of the race, to be perfectly honest. So I'm going to give it the body swerve. Move to um, the... Uh, ooh, it is got an interesting race. The 10-4 to 4 race, the 15.50. There's one or two horses in here with pretty good form. Uh, one of them uh, being John Gosden's Al Ruffa, um, who's been running some pretty good races. So I give that a chance. Al Ruffa in the big one, the big uh, big race here at Ascot. Um, right, what wins the lucky Do You know, we're lucky because at Ascot, two days, we've got lovely race meeting and only seven races. Doesn't have to make a big difference, you know?
1: Yeah. Um,
6: right. And that's it, really. I'm not <coughs> going anymore. That is it for me. Um, listeners, have a great Saturday. I'll give you what I hope is some reasonable information today, and hopefully we'll glean a few winners out of that. So enjoy the weekend and take it easy.
0: Well, I can't let you go without asking you about the Arc de Triomphe, though, Colin.
6: Oh, well, that's true. Absolutely. Well, what a race it is. I mean, quite amazing, yes. Sorry, um, oh, I thought you were gonna ask. That's why I was disappearing. Um, <laughs> now, the Arts Triumph. Um, three year olds have got a great record in the race, haven't they? Yeah, uh, they really have got a good record in this race. Um but it is a tremendous race and it's quite amazing that um your man um your man we call him uh what's his name um uh buick has got off um you know has got off of um the horse you know that he usually rides hurricane run does that run actually hurricane late, yeah
0: well, I it, it is at the moment according to uh the racing yeah, post right. yeah
6: yeah, I'm surprised, and you know all the hype about love. That's a massive price at sixteen to one. You have to say, yeah. uh, Mojo Star second in the Derby is around about forty to one. But um, Applebee's Adyar I th- uh, uh, and um, Hurricane Lane. Yeah, I mean, I think Adyar won the Derby, um, and then he won at Royal Ascot, the Queen King George and Queen Elizabeth beating Mistress and Love. I think Adyar. Is is those, they, they the horse that they all have to beat to be perfectly honest. I know it's not very uh, uh you know, it's it's uh, is a bit sort of obvious really if you like, but um Agile's the one to beat. From probably Snowfall, she's exceptional, isn't she, this really snowfall. Um and she's drawn nine, Agile's drawn eleven. But I will just say, Giro, you know most of the winners in the last sort of two or three decades have been drawn pretty low. Right,
0: right. So
6: it's a hard one to call. Yeah.
0: And what about this chronogenesis that uh, Oshin Murphy's riding from Japan?
6: Yeah, um, I don't know much about it. He's running about 9 to 1. He's an interesting runner. He, he, he ran last time out in Hanshin. Have you ever been to Hanshin?
0: Uh, no, I can't say I have.
6: No, uh, Yeah, it was good to find him there. It was out in Japan. And um, yeah, he won nicely. Uh, so uh, wouldn't be the biggest surprise if he went and won again uh went uh you know went close here in the art but um i ju- I'll, I'll tell you to be perfect honest the answer is I don't know because don't know much about it
0: yeah well it's turned left at cudworth isn't it i think i think it is actually yeah i think yeah. it is yeah One i think that's where, i think that's where you get there but so you're going exactly. for adi adi
6: yeah i'm gonna go for Addy i think he's class
0: right okay colin thank you very much indeed
6: Nice to speak, listeners. Have a lovely weekend. Good to speak to you.
0: Yeah, and you, mate, and uh, you know, have a good weekend. A good week- weekends, racing and um, football and everything else. So yeah, let's hope for a good weekend.
6: We got it made, have not we? We got it made.
0: I don't know about that. I hope, I hope Mary's back in all the winners
6: though. Oh, she'll be on the bike straight down the old betting office. I'm a right few bets. I think she's probably got yeah a online account with Star Sports.
0: Uh uh-huh.
6: So, um, yeah, I think she's getting into the betting quite
0: heavily. <laughs> well, we mustn't encourage her into bad habits.
6: Absolutely, as if we would.
0: No. Nah. OK, then, Colin. Right. Speak, speak to you next week. Have a good day's racing. And
6: you. Thank you.
0: Now it's time to catch up with Nick Schofield, getting very excited about the prospects of Chepstow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, good morning, Nick. Thanks for joining us. Three rides today. Um, what's the best chance, do you think, today?
7: Well, probably his second race um, was Dundalk. He's won his last two races. Um, he prefers better ground, but um, hopefully the, the rain that's come, he won't mind too much, but... Um, I'm hopeful more than confident.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, But, I mean, you must be getting excited now at the prospects of Chepstow and, you know, the the real national hunt season starting, basically.
7: Yeah, it's very busy at the moment, riding out plenty in the mornings and getting to know these horses. So, um, yeah, no, it's exciting times. And, um, yeah, now the rain's come, hopefully it's all systems go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Any particular stars that you've got lined up to to ride?
7: Well, hopefully, yeah, there's a few, but um, until they run, you you never quite know, but the dreams are still alive at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, quite, quite. Right. And um, obviously, after today, we've got the, the Arc de Triomphe, which obviously you're not involved yeah. in, but uh, a, a great day's racing coming up, I think.
7: Yeah, fantastic, and it's, you know, it's great to see the English, you know, so dominant in, you know, in the race, I think. Yeah. I didn't even see a French runner in the race, so, um, yeah, Cadolphin look like they have a strong hand in it, and um, it'd be great to see them, you know, to to see them, you know, do what they've done all season, and um, I'm sure they'll make great stallions after that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, hopefully, uh, Shane Murphy recovers from his little spill at uh, Salisbury yesterday, I think it was mm-hmm. yesterday.
7: So. yeah it was just an awful incident he was very lucky I'm sure he'll take uh, having a cutlet but um, yeah, yeah no, it was awful but um, thankfully he's okay
0: well look you have a good day's racing mate um, three yeah. winners hopefully thank you very much. pressure's <laughs> on <laughs>
7: yeah okay we'll great
0: spe- guys thanks good for chat. joining us at such short notice thank you very we'll, much we'll obviously speak to you next week okay
7: brilliant cheers lady cheers
0: thank mate you. take it easy well now we're off up to Lambourn to catch up with Jamie Snowden good morning Jamie how are you
8: morning ADY yeah great thanks how are you
0: yeah not too bad on the mend um good good second yesterday
8: yeah she um she, she she ran well how did you do um she's been on the go a long time throughout the throughout the spring and summer um she likes the better ground so so we've had her had her on the go through the summer she's won on two occasions and I think she's run seven times and only been out of the money on one one oh. start so no I, I, she's been very consistent had a, had a good summer
0: who's her trainer then? Oh, sorry, it's you, isn't it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, The old ones are always the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, one does one's best anyway. Um, tomorrow, big big days racing tomorrow. I know um, you're obviously a jump trader and not a flat trader, but, I mean, presumably you look forward to, to, to watching the arc and everything that goes with it.
8: Yeah, obviously the Arc is um, a wonderful, wonderful race, isn't it? Um, yeah. And uh, some 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 great winners in the past. looks like they'll, they'll have, have a bit of soft ground, I think. There's plenty of rain out in France as well, yeah. isn't there?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you'll be watching it, no doubt. So I'm going to give you £100. What are you going to put it on?
8: Um, I'm going to put it on the derby winner. Um, yeah. I think he's 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 looked exceptional this year. Obviously, the Derby form has worked out very well, and he's come out and he beat the older horses and the King George. I was there at Ascot when he when he won that, and um, I was very impressed with the ease of which he did it. I, yeah, I, I think he's um, he's a classy individual, and I think that will probably tell in the end.
0: Okay, so um, what about you next week? Now, have you got much on for the following week? Because it's beginning to warm up now, isn't it?
8: Yeah, beginning of October today. So um, n- nice to see a bit of rain. We'll have a few of the winter horses out. We've got two at Fontwell um, tomorrow. Uh, College Oak makes his chasing debut. And we've got Spitfire Girl running in the bumper. Um, so hopefully both of those have got decent chances. And, and then we'll have plenty of entries next week. Um, heading into the weekend, obviously, Chepstow uh, is a week today. That's their, their the first big sort of core um, meeting of, of, of the season, as it were. We've got a couple, one for a, one for a great Two and one for a listed race, so hopefully we can hit the ground running.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm sure all our listeners will wish you all the best and uh, I certainly do. So, um, you know, just send the tips over, OK? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Good. OK, JB, look, thanks ever so much for catching up with us and uh, enjoy the weekend and I'll speak to you next week.
8: Look forward to it. Great stuff. Cheers, Eddie. All the best.
0: Thank you, JB now it's our last port of call we're going to pop down to Columton to catch up with rod Millman. well good afternoon rod nice of you to catch up with us again um a reasonably successful day at salisbury yesterday
9: well not too bad i mean we ran a good third in the 105 race yeah. uh, the, the winner the winner was chucked in he had a good good seven point claimer on and he made all the running in basically ran everyone into the ground, and we kept on to be third, you know? But yeah. um, it was a good run. We got two and a half days and paint for third. It's not too bad. Oh, well, it's
0: worth making the effort to go up there then, anyway.
9: It was, it was, yes.
0: Yeah, but not a very nice day up there, I don't expect, was it, because it was raiding mostly time No,
9: there. it was... Um, I would have said it's more like going to Devon and, Devon, Devon and Exeter races
0: <laughs> in Salisbury. <laughs> yeah, so... so. Um, big weekend this weekend with the arc coming up and that. Um, you know, what, what do you... How, as a, a, a small with the greatest respects traded compared to some of them um how do you look upon the arc i mean it's a big day isn't it
9: well i, I have been there a couple of times i mean we we're lucky enough to win a group one there many years ago uh besides and yeah. um, it, it, when you go there it's 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 probably 75 percent brits there is it yeah 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 it's um it, it's a it's a really good day out. if anyone is thinking of going there i couldn't recommend it highly yeah. highly you know Mm, mm. Um, but obviously, races are very competitive. It, it's basically our Olympics. Yeah. But the difference, at, well, uh, difference at uh, Longchamp is they'll be running on soft ground. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you you won't get the same horses winning on soft ground as you would have would have mid-season on fast ground.
0: Yeah. Quite. Quite.
9: So um, there will be there will be some difference to form. You know. Yeah. So um any horse that's preference of fast, of uh, soft ground will have an advantage most of my horses are starting to get over the top now so um winners will be few and far between between there in the end of the season
0: yeah when when do you look upon the, the end of the season and from your perspective
9: well the grass season really for me um which would be early week in no, the first week of november
0: oh right so you've got another, um, another four weeks roughly but then
9: um, we we do we will have a few running on the old weather yeah. but um i mean then then as they say, proper racing will be will be on the telly then. Ch- uh, Chepstow, uh yeah. Cheltenham, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, everything changes again, and I, th- I think that's a good thing about racing the variety we've got in England, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's right. That's right. Uh, it, you must have been upset to see your your uh, your top jockey injured himself on uh, Thursday. Is he okay, as far as you
9: know? Well, I've 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 spoken to him this morning, and he tells me with a bit of a lisp that he's riding today.
0: <laughs> oh well, fair enough. He's. Uh takes a good one to keep him down doesn't
9: it he cut cut his lip quite badly i'm afraid but uh, yeah hopefully he'll be out again
0: yeah yeah but i'm sure he wouldn't um, want to miss the arc and well it's a good race in tomorrow as
9: well he's he's, he's riding able cane in in the last day anyway
0: oh is he what for you
9: so uh, yeah
0: good chance or what
9: well he's he's second or third favorite so he's got a chance you
0: know yeah and you've got oshina on on board and that's always a good
9: that's right yeah
0: Okay, then, Rod. Well, thanks for catching up with us. Um, Have a good weekend. And I'll speak to you next week. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Rod. Right. Well, that's it for this week's racing show. Please join us again next week. Uh, Same time, same station. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the arc. And um, hopefully, we'll enjoy your company this time next week. So until then, it's 80 Hopper saying bye for now.